Mala! Yark Mala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. These are our little chewy bite-sized cult films that that we get from the YouTube appetizer tray. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am super happy to be with you, and I am joined today by Jock, Jockson Hall. Yeah, please let, let let us know if you enjoy these minute episodes, uh, so if we should how we should you know uh, approach them in the future. And yeah, I think we've had a lot of fun with our first two shows. I hope people uh, enjoy the next two. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, by the way, it's um, our otherwise if you don't enjoy these, we'll probably do another spinoff. I'm guessing it'll be the uh, cult film hoedown. Cult film hoedown. Totally different. Oh yeah, yeah that, totally, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. There'll be some turkeys in that straw. Let me tell you. All right, we've heard his voice, James Cotta. Stan, you're you're rocking the metaphors this episode already. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're creating the word pictures that you are creating is just uh, on point. Hey. I, I'm thrilled to be here for these uh, these. We're, they're not even abbreviated. They're I, they are uh, snack size. That's um, that's right. Yeah, you, you listen to them all, and then it's family size. But yeah, yeah. and I am the Bob Ross of uh, of podcasting right now. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Well, then uh, introduce the Jim Ross. <laughs> yeah, the, we've got we've got the Nick. Jeffrey Ross. What? I don't or know where Jeff you're going Ross. anymore. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Jeff Ross. He's, he's, this guy's our insult comic. More the the Ross Perot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could be that too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Nick weird, Bob. but he's not rich. Nick Boxer, please save us. Salutations, <laughs> Stan. I'm just curious. What do you find bite size about? We must defeat D- VD. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, when I say bite size, I do mean the fact that that it's only that it's a blissful <laughs> 11 minutes, as opposed to the the like you know usual 77 minutes, perhaps that we could have gotten of uh, of semi-flaccid penises, you know. I'm glad we don't have that. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, we, we'll save that for Jock. He can uh, he can watch all that that he wants. And speaking of, he's going to tell us what movies, or what what little, what little like, you know, hors d'oeuvres he picked. It's, it's, yeah, since this is my, my episode uh, to have picked, uh, uh, Man, I was gonna do some music videos, and there were so many good ones. And but another day, it's like I was gonna do one because one of the music videos was Corey Feldman, and then you start getting into a Corey Feldman, uh, you know, down the rabbit hole there. And uh, there's like 50 Corey Feldmans you could have picked. I could have picked him on a singing on Electric Circus or his viral performance from the Today Show or that music video I talked about. But the the amount of different odd elements in this clip that we have here of him saying. Uh, what's up with the youth? 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 You actually are um, are almost better than uh, the Corey Feldman. Congratulations! Oh yeah, and that was his that was his lip sync version. Oh uh, yeah, some of, these, yeah. some of these other versions is him singing live, and it's unbelievable. But yeah, so the uh, what's up on on the Howard Stern Channel Nine show, and just. So much odd there that uh, I needed to get your guys' opinion on it. It's true. We don't. We don't even need. You don't even need Corey Feldman to hit the oddities because the Howard Stern portion is odd enough. From from the bald cap to the 
to like the, you know the mostly young crowd except for the one guy who was like dressed up in a button-up shirt who was who was like 65 years old and he was kind so, of attempting to dance i think i'm not 100% sure i think that of course there's, this is the Howard Stern show so of course it's the whack pack i think that's a member of the whack pack called Daniel Carver who used to be a grand uh, the, the grand dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. I'm pretty sure that's him because he was a member of the Black Pack. And 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 because Howard Stern <laughs> loved loved the idea that this guy was a complete and total racist, and yet would hang out with all these freaks and do whatever just for the fame of being on TV. And and he would. And so I'm pretty sure that's who that old guy is. Well, that's I, like a whole other show we have to do. I, I know. I just I just. <laughs> Like, you know, Corey Feldman has suddenly gotten forgotten completely because it's just, I'm so what, That's so what? That's how much odd is on this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of odd. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, there are only, like, four males in that entire audience. They're all entertaining and strategically placed. There's way more than before. What are you talking about? There's Feldman, no, there's Stern. It was all females, scandally clad females. Or oh, maybe that's just the ones I noticed. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say uh, almost. There, there was the guy you're talking about. There was the uh, a, a black guy in a grass skirt, another black guy who was a little person in a grass skirt. Mm-hmm. And I was having a lot of trouble working that one out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The guy that used to be, uh, Jim, uh, what's his, I can't remember his name, but Gary Delabate is there. There's the guy with the long hair that used to be uh, Jay Leno's uh, TV show announcer. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was the fat guy I was mentioning. Um, and there, other than that, I don't think there were Corey any Corey Feldman himself counts as a guy. And, sure. And he's got the dance moves. <laughs> yeah, but he's, there's 300 sorry. people in the video. Yes, it's it's a lot of people. Um, I'm not sure what that – like I said, this would have been the Channel 9 show, which is this syndicated – well, started off in the New York area and then became the syndicated show Stern did, and, uh, which was usually broadcast Saturday nights and on syndication, and especially in New York and L.A. And it would go head-to-head usually with, uh, with Saturday Night Live and slaughter it, just destroy it, so – <laughs> Everything Howard Stern does this, seems this to turn was to gold. The Fart Man era of uh, Howard Stern, right? I think it might have been. This would have been before Fart Man. Fart Man was probably ninety six. This would have been ninety one, ninety two. I think this is ninety two. This video is so. But yeah, and in that general area, right? So I mean, I mean, certainly Howard Stern. Man, is that one skinny? Mm-hmm. Anyways, he with the bald cap on and and the dress what BDSM type outfit and shaking his ass on the camera that right there is enough to go on for like, like <laughs> there like you say there's just so much here just sticking to the feldman yeah the I, fact that that the cory feldman as usual like all his music he sings like michael jackson his music sounds like michael jackson he dances like michael jackson of course he learned to dance from him um he idolizes him but every one of his songs, if it's this one or you watch any other performance anywhere, it's a political song. He's making a political message. This one is about why are the gang or the youth of America joining gangs? Because nobody, nobody in the planet understands the, the, the youth of America and gang violence more than Corey Feldman. So that's why this song is what's up with the youth? What's up with the youth? Why are they doing this? And so he's trying to, he's dancing to this song, lip syncing, 
trying to do this political song in this environment with these uh, little people and almost all nude women, which is typical for Feldman videos and Stern and, and his whack pack. And it's like, there's so many things colliding here that are like, have no, do not belong together at all. That's I, what amazed me about this thing. The, the song itself is a, is about the political level of, uh, you know, the band they bring in to sing to the junior high. Mm-hmm. Do like have an important talk about issues? All of his music is very, very. It's what's up with people, but uh, <laughs> I got I got a subject for him though. I wonder if he's ever considered VD and the dangers of VD. <laughs> I'm sure he's had some experience. I'll, I'll say this video is just just the, the video clip we got here is uh, just about five minutes, and I think exactly four minutes in, I said, "Man, cocaine is a hell of a thing." <laughs> I I love his dancing because he starts out with the one move and then you think he's gonna break into another move and then and then he goes back to it and then by the end yeah. you realize yeah. that that no that that's his move that that's that's just what he does is that one I little yeah. move. You Stern, know? Stern thinks he's done and he goes up to him to like inter- interview oh, yeah. him at the end of, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and then he realizes so you see the look on Stern's face as he realizes he's still dancing. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Stern tries to do the dance too, and and they get everybody trying to do the same dance, and it's just it's just one of those again. It's it's like you've reached the Three's Company embarrassing moment of the video at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, this is this is just odd, and um, it, you watch it and you're like, how did I know Howard Stern did a great radio show and he still does, but. <laughs> How how did he become so successful? You watch this and you have to wonder because it's so bad and it's so cheesy and low low class and low. Well, it's so low rent that it's almost the same kind of kind of case as rapping for Jesus, where where you're like, it feels like this is a five minute segment of a of a thirty minute show where it's just like, oh, now we're we're taking the piss and this is our five minute like you know. You know, douchebag say, segment. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's yes. weird. It's weird. Really weird. It's plenty weird. Anybody got anything else to say about this thing? Uh, I have to admit, I did not get the political overtones until you told me they were <laughs> they were there. He says I it. The, he, was, they they ask him what's the song about, and he tells you that's what he says. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was paying attention to everything else. <laughs> I, I love that <laughs> in the Corey Feldman speaking, and that was not. My focus. Um, that and, uh, yeah, I think Howard Stern was successful because, you know, he can, he can, he can be that weird and that out there for four hours at a time, which does not work in like a, sh- in like a 30 minute thing, which is probably why there isn't a Howard Stern late night show or something like that yes, today. There is. Yeah, there is. Well, you know, on net, like a big thing. I mean, it's no, just a radio is. show. His TV shows now are just his radio shows. Uh, no, there was for <laughs> several years. He had a thirty-minute, uh, a thirty-minute talk show host on where he interviewed people on E. It's just that they, they, when they don't pay him what he's worth, he leaves. It's not that it's not that it's not successful. Okay. I like that at one point Howard has a uh, sex doll. I don't know if we mentioned mm. that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's tossed across. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I believe when you have a little person in dra- a grass skirt, it is a prerequisite to also have a sex doll in the same video. But really, which, which one do you mandated? Mandated. Which one do you? Ha- which one comes first, though? Like, <laughs> which is the one that you you have, and you're like, well, we're not allowed to have the. I would say the tipping point is the uh, is the little person. That's your mm. that's your crux. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm watching this. Uh, there's there's a there's old Steve Buscemi movie where he's he's a filmmaker and uh, and there's a little person in it who's like one of the actors in the movie within a movie who's like why am I in this scene like is it just <laughs> yes. weird <laughs> uh, they're just living in oblivion is all that's all living in oblivion that's the film yeah yep. yeah it's uh yeah why like he just asks why am I in this scene and I fought that for this uh, this poor guy that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's what the whack pack is man yeah. And I, 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 this is before I really knew Howard Stern because I'd listened for a few years to his, his XM show. So this, these are Black Pack members I'm not overly familiar with. But good Lord, that may not have been Daniel Carver as well. I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. I just know that that Daniel Carver would show up for that type of thing. So I think what what's thrilling to me, though, is that uh, Stan and I got our photo taken with uh, Corey Feldman. That is true. At a, at a, com- at a, a comic convention. And uh, that means that we're we're only two degrees of separation away from this entire room, <laughs> which is awesome. Is perfectly awesome. Uh, I can superimpose this in there. You might want to watch uh, We Must Defeat VD. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If I'm going to hang around with this kind of crowd, I definitely need to to review the important points of We Must Defeat Uh, VD. That's that's right. Uh, I I believe you will be watching it again and again. All right. Let's let's move on to my second thing. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs, I'm a huge fan. Love The Last Drive in – on Shutter, and I just I love his trivia and stuff like that that he brings from about movies and his jokes and everything. And uh, you know, there's like a couple hundred clips of him on the on YouTube from his previous shows. And going through them, I discovered this thing. And 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 so in the middle of this thing, this is he, he's introducing the movie, the a movie we've done for our our podcast, Cherry Two Thousand. And uh, he's at the Cons Film Festival, and, the, and he says there's a lot of you know sleazy movies at the Cons Film Festival, and shows a clip from one. And this thing's called uh, America Exposed, and uh, this is from a filmmaker. I think his most famous thing is something called uh, This Is America, which is like 1979, and then he did uh, like 1983. It was This Is America too, and then he did this one, America Exposed, and something called Jabberwock. And the documentary is really just showing like the weirdest things in America. Um, and, uh, I saw this and I'm like, he claims it's real. I, I, I can't believe any of this is real. And it's just, it's like, I cannot find the full movie. Like I looked, cannot find the full movie. So since we can't watch the full movie and cult film showdown, cause we can't find it. I thought, let's just watch this clip here and get your opinions. What was the title again? America, America exposed. Ex- yeah, America exposed. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it doesn't feel real most nope. most definitely and nope. and and here's the deal like i don't know enough about joe bob Briggs. this is you know one of the first times that i've ever actually watched him and so it's just one of those cases where i'm like i, I don't know is this just one is this just the moment where he brings up something that they created for for the oh, show he did not create this absolutely not this is this as far as it is a real movie there is a full-length movie out there it has an imdb listing it has reviews i just can't find it mm. 
it's uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 weird because even the even the like clip the interview clip is green screened, which is very strange. You know, against no, it isn't. Well, it looks like it is because there's fuzz uh, around them. It's just because it's a. That's just because it's a. It's a. Uh, that's just the quality of videotape. The person that taped this back in the '90s and transferred it over to video has. <laughs> it is not green screened. Yeah, this. I mean, this was on TV in 1990, so it's. Uh, yeah. It, it won't. Yeah. It won't no, no, and I'm not. I'm not saying that. I whatever. You you thought this you were just weren't sure about the validity of this thing. No, this is all real. That's the thing. You understand this about Joe Bob Briggs is is like a, another Elvira type character, right? Mm-hmm. In, in yep. Introduces movies. The theater. And, and very successful. Yeah, very successful. And uh yeah, like this is this is a real movie. Like I say, that this is America and this is America too, Jabberwalk, some of the other filmmakers' films. This is America we could watch. Uh this is America too, I think we could find. This is the one we can't find. I presume they're all pretty much the exact same, though. Now, the actual clip itself, uh, somebody, thoughts? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's an incredible thing. It's, uh, it, it's, it, I, I'm going to go with, like, it, do, it doesn't feel real to me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's, no, me either. The actual, yeah. he claims it is. Yeah, I'm sure the whole movie's like that, but none of these feels real. I mean, it's I mean, it's definitely inspired by the Mondo films, and you know, yeah. you find out later that most of the Mondo films weren't like weren't real either. Um, they were kind of a mix of stage stuff and real stuff. Um, so yeah, the, the you know, it's a 16 year old girl that's getting married to some guy in prison, um, and uh, a guy who had murdered. Like nine, nine people. people, yeah. Man, yeah, and he's nine, like six nine cases six. of manslaughter or assault, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, six, six, long, long black hair and long beard. And she's 16, but looks about 27. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then of course, you know, 35. they're married, like, they, they walk through the prison and all the, and all the inmates are, are able to, like, congregate and, like, hang out by their cells and, mm-hmm. and, you know, grab the women as they come through. And then of course, the conjugal visit to Honeymoon Suite prison <laughs> at the, at the end. I mean, it's, it's totally, like what it looks like is, is like the exaggeration of the concept of, you know, like the pen pal relationships that begin in prison and just taking it through to that, you know, beyond step. I, I can't, I'm, I'm sitting here in disbelief that you're even considering this as real, actually (laughs) no prison on the face of the earth has ever been run with this kind of security. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lacks or lack thereof. Yes. (laughs) I think that's fair. I don't think that I, I, the movie really exists. The scenario that we see with this prisoner, this has got to be faked. It, it's just too, like you say, like it's like the Mondo films. That part has to be faked. Well, it's just, it's just as it's, does the next part, which is actually to me even more amazing than the first part. Though it gets cut really quick because it was pretty obvious we were about to get some bestiality. It's a hell of a thing, though. It's a <laughs> <laughs> that is the important part. Yeah, the second part is like a sorority where in order to join it, you have to be oh, number yes, one, yes. riding each other. And then, then they're basically, yeah, uh, they're set up so that, that, uh, uh you know, uh, horses are going to eat, um, oats off of their shoulders, which, you know, is, is fine in starts, and of itself. It starts with the shoulders. I think it goes somewhere else pretty quickly. 
you know, it, it's it's interesting, and I think and I think the the reason for the you know for the talk is is because firstly you've got the, the whole concept where it looks staged for this, and then and then you find out that it's a movie that it is an actual movie, and then it's just like okay, so it appeared staged for Joe Bob Briggs, and now you now now it's actually just a movie that is totally staged for something yeah, it's else. It's just like oh Maybe. man, there's it's like it's it's meta but going the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think we need to watch some find a way to to fit one of his films on. One either this is probably this is America from 1979. I think we need to find a way to film, fit that into the cult film showdown into the octagon at some point because even if it's faked, I think we'll be amazed. Oh, I'm, I'm sure of that. The idea. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, and you know what? The thing is, they get really high. Most of these movies from him, they have very high reviews on IMDb. Like their average is really. Surprisingly high. Well, because because the people who know about him, I think, probably really like the stuff that he puts out. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm I, I'm done with the episode. Anybody else got anything left to say? I'm good. Uh, I'm just completely happy that I had the opportunity today to engage in a conversation that included bestiality, hell of a thing in a. <laughs> <laughs> bestiality and little people and uh and you know we've also got racism i mean i mean and cory feldman i mean you can't do better can you <laughs> where was the racism in this one i don't think we had racism well no but but if you if you had like a former grand wizard of the kkk then oh yeah that, good that point is good point. racism and yeah you know yeah, yeah. is is it though <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes it is yes it is <laughs> When he's with a when he's with a colored uh, a person of color who's a, who's a little person in a uh, in a um, uh, what do you call it a, a, a grass dress grass and skirt lace yeah you think it's racist I don't know yeah there, there's some racist there <laughs> racism there so yeah I I mean anytime you're watching a video and you're thinking did that guy go go home that night like holding his head high <laughs> was he proud of, of that yeah, picture did he tell his wife he was doing this today come on his wife used to come with him on the show she was also a racist no i, th- no, I no, think I that actually um, was referring to the little person in the yeah. oh yeah if he's a member of the whack pack he's probably ecstatic those yeah. guys kept they come back yeah like say fame is fame is an you think cocaine is a hell of a drug Fame is an even bigger one. <laughs> That's deep. All right. Well, I was just I was just thinking that hold his head high was a bit of a slam. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. Now, now you're right. Nick is a terrible racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I meant it like that. Well, let's let before before this gets any worse. Jim, business. All right. Instagram, uh, we are the Cult Film Showdown, and uh, also we are sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com, home of the Octagon, and which is our search for the ultimate B-movie, which is these films are only adjacent to because they are not feature length, and uh, they have a Facebook and they have a Twitter. All right. Well, Jim, it's also you are the one who is wrapping up this little experiment in debauchery. So please, uh, please give us your two. Excellent. Well, when we talked about uh, doing short films, I I decided to go in the uh, uh, look up some lists of uh, horror film shorts that I think might be interesting. 
and uh, the two I ended up uh, choosing were a uh, nineteen a uh, 2016 short called Eel Girl, shot on 35 millimeter, and a uh, 2009 clip. Uh, both of these are on YouTube called "The Horribly Slow Murder with the Extremely Inefficient Weapon." The whole yeah. season's on YouTube, so that's, that's true. Season, that's true. We can we can easily link to it. Um, so so yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. Well, let's wrap this sucker up then. For Jim and for Jack and for Nick, I am sorry, Jock. <laughs> Nick, I am yeah, your host. Call me Jack. It's okay. Oh, okay. Everybody's That's good. We get wrong. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Be too hard. Be too hard. I am your host, Eighth Dan Stanadu, and you have been listening to the Cult Film Showdown.